This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back once again to another special edition of College Dame Day. We are almost through April. I know it's probably felt like it's about five years, but we're almost to May. And we thought with this week's trivia, we would go ahead and go a little south to the Big 12 and give you guys some Big 12 trivia. We'll also do a fun segment that we're going to introduce where essentially we're going to assign teams to be characters from the office. We'll again do some football on fleek, and then we'll wrap up talking about kind of the outcome from this week's NFL draft. So uh, we'll kick it off with some trivia. We'll have Megan start this week. All right. Well, let's start off with an easy question. We know that the Big Ten was founded in 1896, but what year was the Big 12 founded? Okay. It was formed in 1994, but it, they didn't start playing until 96. Was that one of your questions, Amy? Amy sounded very confident, so I will go with her answer. Very good, Amy. Okay. I was shocked when I was researching this because that means I was in high school when we joined the Big 12. Yeah. It's the second newest behind the, uh, like when the Big East went to the American or whatever. That's the only one that's newer than the Big 12 is. That's crazy. I don't know why I didn't remember it that way. I thought it was like, I thought it was maybe eight or nine. I don't know why. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, we only have one. We only have one national championship in it. Let me let me do our reaction to Amy's from last week. That is brand new information. Shocking. Are you guys so surprised to hear that? How many teams are currently in the Big 12? 10. I right, will say 10 as well. Right. Excellent job, you guys. You guys? Or just Amy. I'm sorry. I am just killing this. You really are. All right. Well, let's make the questions a little harder then. Two SEC teams are affiliate members of the Big 12 in women's rowing. What schools are they? Oh, geez. Well, I watch this every year, so... Amy's confidence has been shaken. I'm going to go Texas A&M. Like, they just maybe didn't move out. They're not, but that is a good guess. You got to think about schools that are on water or near a river. Georgia. <laughs> well, I thought Texas had some water next to it. And a Florida team. Florida. Why would they? Hold on. Why are they not playing in the SEC? Because the SEC doesn't have women's rowing as a Oh, they don't have rowing. Sport. Okay. Yeah. LSU? No. It's the two most SEC teams you can think of. Alabama? Yes. Okay. Auburn? <laughs> Close. Tennessee. Um. Revenue by school. Which school in the Big 12 brings in the most revenue from their athletics? Texas. Texas. Yes. Yes, that was very easy. They have their own freaking network. It's like disgusting. I know. I know. They have to. Yes, I threw that in just to rile you guys up a little bit. It worked. Yep. So let's go to the flip side of that. Which school brings in the least revenue from their athletic program? Kansas. No, because Kansas got basketball. So I would say like West Virginia. Oh, that's true. They do have basketball. Iowa State? West Virginia is a good guess. It is Iowa State. Yep. Not super shocking. Um, Okay. The first Big 12 in-conference football game was played between which two schools? 
So you're saying like the first game in 96, like who? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State and Texas. Nope. Nebraska and Kansas. Kansas, Kansas State. It was Texas Tech versus Kansas State. And Kansas State won 21 to 14. We think of Nebraska and Oklahoma as a historic rivalry, but what year was the first time Nebraska and Oklahoma played in the Big 12 championship? Oh, the Big 12 championship. Yes. Um, 96. It's got, we only have two Big 12. Oh, wait, I guess they could have won because um, we only have two Big 12 titles. I'm going to say. I'm going to say late 90s, like 99. Laura, what was your guess? I said 96. Okay. It was actually not until 2006. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Sadly, the Sooners won 21 to 17. But for a bonus point, do you guys know who the quarterback for Nebraska was in that game? In 2006? Mm Mm-hmm. Sam Keller? Nope. Was it Jamal Lord? No. Zach? Yeah, it was Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. All right. In 1996, the Big 12 schools voted to have a conference championship game each year between the North and the South teams. The vote was passed 11 to 1. Which school voted against having a conference championship game? Texas. Texas. It was not Texas. Kansas? Oklahoma State. No, it was Nebraska. Why? Well, it said when I when I researched this, the chancellor of the school, Graham Spanier, was unavailable for comment, but people assumed that it was because of the potential of this game to like knock off a national championship contender. The whole idea of the conference championship was generated by like increasing revenue. And so Nebraska voted against it. I mean, it is true that it can hurt the like better schools more you know like the ones that have to prove something every week that everyone's gunning for but that's why there needs to be a like right everyone should have to play one and then it's fair all across the board so that's why i'm shouting out you notre dame that's why notre dame needs to be able to be in conference yes i just thought it was ironic because the big 12 when they lost all of the teams they went down to 10 they stopped having a conference championship for a while and that really hurt them in terms of national championships. So yeah, but their tagline was always, but we play everybody else in our league. That was their tagline for a while. I know. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Which big 12 rivalry called the revivalry has been played since 1899. The clue is it's called revivalry. So there are two schools that are like religious. So TCU. Baylor and TCU. Yeah, so you guys each got one. Yeah, TCU versus Baylor. The Big 12 is known for their high-powered offenses, but which quarterback holds the record for the highest pass completion percentage? Is it a Texas quarterback? It is. Major Applewhite? No, it's not Major Applewhite. Is it Colt McCoy? It is Colt McCoy. Do you want to guess what his percentage was? 87. Oh, it's not that high, but it's still pretty high. I mean, it's pretty impressive. 62. No, 70%. 70%. Okay. And then my final question, which team 
left the Big 12 in 2011, and with that transition, marked the beginning of the end for the Big 12 as a relevant conference. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. It is Nebraska. Good job, you guys. Because Colorado also left then, but that didn't matter at all. So, Right. No, the question you had, what was the whole question? The whole question was, their transition marks the beginning of the end. So Colorado, that was irrelevant. But yeah. So good job, guys. All right. So my first question is, this team joined the Big 12 in 2012. But it was not without dispute. Um, it was actually held up in a legal battle between um, this current school and the Big East Conference, who wanted to enforce a 27-month waiting period, um, included in the league bylaws. West Virginia. Yes, Amy, you got it. Uh, it is West Virginia. Eventually, the dispute was settled in 2012. Um, and the Big 12 and WVU uh, had to pay a combined $20 million. So... A little bit of a hold up there. Fun fact, what other team that's near and dear to, we'll say all our hearts, but specifically one, was also in discussion for being added to the uh, Big 12? That did get added or didn't? They did not. So West Virginia was chosen over them. Was it Louisville? It was Louisville. I feel like they would have fit in the Big 12 really well. I thought so too. All right, so this team, I'm going to give you guys a series of facts, so wait till the end to guess. This team was coached by Turner Gill for only two seasons, including a highlight win versus Colorado after trailing 45-17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. They have also never had a Heisman winner, and their school had an unofficial slogan that said, just wait until basketball season. Kansas. Kansas? It is Kansas. From 2002 current, can you name me five Texas quarterbacks? You, um, Please leave that in. Sam Ellinger. Can we go current? Can we go current and go backwards? Sure. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. Yeah. Sam Ellinger, um, Colt McCoy. Well, you um, skipped a few there. I know because the, the, I don't remember them. And then at Major Applewhite, was he before 2000 or – or after? He's after. Okay, so there's three. Well, um, Vince, Vince Young was after 2000. Yeah. He was like 2006, right? There's four. And then um, how, you said five? Mm -hmm. There isn't five. I just said name me five. Oh. Okay. Give us a clue, Laura. He broadcasts now. Major Applewhite. Oh, 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 oh. Um, oh, no. He's from he was Alabama. But he's from Texas, but he played for Alabama. Oh, are you thinking about Greg McElroy? That's who I'm thinking of, yeah. Yes, that's who I was thinking of, too, for some weird reason. But I think it's just because he broadcasts. Um, and he's from Texas. Yeah. Um, okay, give us another hint. <laughs> I don't know how to give another hint on this one. I'll just tell you. Chris Sims. Okay. I would never have got that one. I don't think I would have either. Don't remember him. He does, he does not stand out in my mind. Okay. Well, he's pretty popular, but all right. Um, there was a few other ones in there, but those were kind of the, the big names. James Brown, David Ash, Jared Hurd, some of the other guys. Of those quarterbacks, who has won the Heisman? 
Vince Young. Vince Young. Is that it? <laughs> Holt McCoy. He didn't win it, I don't think. No, he didn't. I'll just say Vince Young. I think that's it's the only one Vince I... Young. So Vince Young actually has not won the Heisman. He finished second to Reggie Oh, no, Bush. he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, no, that was a trick question. It was a trick question. But Reggie Bush doesn't get to keep his, so did it by default go to Vince Young? It did not. That's actually why I researched it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not awarded, like, that way. So essentially he's still listed as a nominee. But, yeah, in 2005, Young finished behind um, Bush, obviously. You know, the Texas-USC rivalry was big back then, and Texas was able to win the national championship. But, yeah, there are actually two Heisman winners from Texas. Can you name one or both of them? Didn't Ricky Williams win it? Yes, Ricky Williams is one. And the other is Earl Campbell. Oh, yeah, Earl. (laughs) Glad we didn't spend a lot of time guessing there. He's very popular. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Okay, what year did he play, though? Earl Campbell? Yes. Like, before all of us were born, so. He played in, like, the 70s. Yeah, like, with a name like Earl, he played, yeah, before our time. Okay, exactly. Okay. All right. Anyway, there are two mascots who carry a firearm in the Big 12. I feel like it should be more since it's the Big 12. What are the two mascots? Pistol Pete from Texas Tech, yeah. That's Oklahoma State. No, that's Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, it's the Red Raider. Okay, yeah, he doesn't carry a gun, does he? No, he has a sword or something. Does he? Yeah, doesn't he? He has a sword? I'm pretty sure, like a saber. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys were, like, asking the same question back and forth. You're like, does he? Amy's like, I don't know, does he? Amy's like, well, maybe, does he? <laughs> okay, firearm. Okay, so, yeah. Pete from Oklahoma State, and then um, Bevo does not. No, <laughs> um, I was like, the cyclone doesn't. The bird, the bird doesn't. The Jayhawk? Oh, yeah, no. I don't think Boomer and Sooner. All right, when I tell you, you guys are going to be like, oh my gosh, yes. It is the West Virginia Mountaineer. Uh, okay, okay. See, I forget that they're in the Big 12 sometimes, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like we I feel like we could have gotten there eventually because I was going through all the Texas schools. Yes. I was I was going through the teams. But. Megan mentioned the Iowa State mascot. What is the name of the Iowa State's mascot? The Cyclone? The bird yeah, the bird cyclone. It's it starts with a C. It's it's alliteration. It's like Cyrus the Cyclone or something, isn't it? Yes, it's I think it's Cyrus. I think you're right. Very close. It is Cy the Cardinal. Maybe his official name is Cyrus, but it's Cy the Cardinal. I think Cy is his, his nickname, maybe, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> Megan qualifies for jokes. I am just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't serious. Please, no one think I'm not stupid. Okay. Another mascot question here. This mascot was created or hatched at halftime of this team's homecoming victory in football over a rival team in 1971. I will guess the TCU Horned Frog. I'm going to guess the Horned Frog. Hatched. I know. The Jayhawks. No, she said hatched, so it's got to be a bird, right? The Jayhawks? What does a frog hatch from an egg? Like the tadpole hatches. I'm thinking outside the box, Amy. 
Okay, well, I'm going to guess the Jayhawk, but I don't know that Kansas really has that many homecoming wins, so. Exactly. I will also tell you that the name of the mascot that hatched is called Baby Jay, oh. and its best friend is called Big Jay. So was I right? Oh, well, now I'm leaning towards Kansas. Yes, it is Kansas. So I did not know that they had a Baby Jay and a Big Jay. I didn't either. That's why we have this podcast, so the fans can learn. That's right. All right. Last one here. Um, this team is now known by a different mascot, but originally they were known as the Matadors. It's Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yes. Very good, it is. They are now known as the Red Raiders, but they were previously known as the Matadors. All right. Good job, you guys. Okay, so my turn. I'm going to start off by just rapid firing the stadium names and you guys can tell me what they are. Okay. Or who they belong to. So we're going to start out with Boone Pickens Stadium. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yes. Good job. That's a shout out for Luke and Otto. Okay. What about McLean Stadium? Formerly Floyd Casey Stadium. KU? Nope. Think South. Um, Texas Tech. No. Baylor. Yes. What about the Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium? I've never heard of this one. K-State. No. It's another Texas school. Texas Tech. TCU. No. (laughs) There's one left. (laughs) Texas. Texas, yes. All right. What about the Jack Trice Stadium? Iowa State. Yes. Good job. The David Booth Memorial Stadium. Kansas. Yes. Are you guys Googling? (laughs) No, I'm just eliminating them now, now that we've taken some out. Here's an easy one for you. The Bill Snyder Family Stadium. (laughs) Kansas State. Kansas State. (laughs) Good job, guys. All right. What about the Jones AT&T Stadium? Is that Texas Tech? That is Texas Tech. Yeah. So I say it's a Texas one. Okay. What about the Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium or Owen Field? West Virginia. No. Oklahoma? Yes. It's Oklahoma. All right. And then the Milan Pusker Stadium. Also known as Mountaineer Field. That kind of gives you a little. West Virginia. (laughs) Yes. Very nice. And then the Amon G. Carter Stadium. TCU. Yes. Good job. Okay. Who has never, of the current teams in the Big 12 right now, which one has never won a Big 12 championship? West Virginia. There's, There's four of them. West Virginia is one of them. Iowa State. Yes. Baylor? Nope. They won. Kansas? Yes. Kansas is one of them. Texas Tech? Yes. Texas Tech. Ooh, I did really good on that. Yeah, good job, Laura. (laughs) Iowa State, Kansas, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. There is one school that left the Big 12 that never won one while they were in it, while they were in the Big 12. Do you guys want to take a stab at who that was? I hope it's Colorado. I hope it's Colorado. Colorado. No, it's not. It's not. Dang it. it. Missouri? 
It is Missouri. Yes. Um, next question. Okay, the Big 12 has an alliance with which conference and which bowl game when the playoffs the playoffs aren't involved with either the bowl game or the um, teams who play in it? Um, is it the Fiesta Bowl? Nope. Think bigger. The SEC? Yes. They have an alliance with the SEC and... The Sugar Bowl? Yep, and the Sugar Bowl. And so when the... If, like, the winner of the Big 12 or the um, the SEC... Like, if, if the Sugar Bowl is a playoff game, then then they don't play it. But if the Sugar Bowl is not in the playoff game and neither of those people are in the playoff, then they play for the Sugar Bowl. Like, this year, um, I think I think Baylor played Georgia in it because Oklahoma was the winner, but mm-hmm. they were in the playoffs. So, Baylor played um, Georgia. So, yes, they have an alliance with the SEC and the Sugar Bowl. Okay, There are several Big 12 schools that have never won a Heisman, five of them. So half of them that are in it now have not won one. Which ones have not? Kansas. Yep. Iowa State. Iowa State, yep. Baylor. Baylor does have one Heisman. Yeah, RG3. RG3, yep. RG3, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um... West Virginia? Yep, West Virginia. TCU? I can't see them having one. TCU TCU does have one. West Virginia does not. Okay, so we're at three right now. Kansas State? (laughs) K-State is one. Yep. So, yeah, you just have one left. Texas Tech. Yep, Texas Tech. Okay, what's the only Big 12 team not to host college game day? Kansas. I was going to say, it's got to be Kansas. Yes, Kansas Jayhawks. Iowa State was on that list until until this season. But yes, they they held it this season. So it's just Kansas. Um, so which school has a licensed zoo on campus to keep their two mascots? Texas. Nope. Oklahoma? Nope. It is a Texas school, though. Oh, it's Baylor. It is. It's Baylor. For their bears. Yep, their bears. Does anyone know their names? I do know their names. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to recall them. They're North American black bears, and their names are Joy and Lady. Yes. Those are the lamest names ever to get bears. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's like they're named after the people who like donated the zoo and all the money for it or something. Okay, I don't care. They should have the people that donate to make the names, not take their names. That's so stupid. <laughs> for heaven's sake, I don't name my dog Laura. Like Your names suck. Thank you for your money, but we need to give us some different names. We're going to rename these bears ASAP. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so yeah, you tell them that, Laura, that they need to change their names. Okay, so the the only Texas quarterback to go 4-0 and against Oklahoma is Peter Gardere. I think that's how you pronounce it. Which years did he play? 80-84. Did he play with Earl in the 70s? No. We were all alive during all of this time, so it, it's not as old as you think. Some of us were fairly little. Okay. 
2003. No. Okay, I'm just going to tell you because you guys are getting further away. It was 89 to 92. I was like, technically I probably wasn't alive, but that's okay. Depending on when they played them. Laura, Laura probably wasn't born. You probably weren't because um, they play them at the like state fair. And that's normally like what? September, October. It's normally September, actually, isn't it? So anyway, yeah, you were you were almost born. Um, okay. The Cyclones got their name in... 1895. They were called Iowa Agricultural College then. They um, There was a record amount of tornadoes in Iowa that year, and they traveled to a school and beat them 36 to 0. Does anyone know what school that they played in 1895? Hint, they are in the Big Ten. Indiana. Northwestern. Is Northwestern. And the reporter from like the I don't know what um, newspaper it was, like a Chicago one or something, said that the um, the traveling cyclones came and like blew them away or whatever, and like the nickname stuck, and so then that's how they got their name of the cyclones. Okay, I have a little joke I'm going to throw in here. What does the average Texas player get on his SATs? A sad face. I don't know. Drool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you. Okay, so that was just a little bonus for you. That was good. All right, the Red River rivalry is the biggest rivalry in the Big 12 since we left and, you know, don't play Oklahoma anymore. Who leads the series? Oklahoma. No. Um, Texas. It, It is Texas. Yes. Okay, and it's actually kind of like Oklahoma's caught up more recently, but they lead it 62 to 48, and then there's five ties. So they still have like a sizable lead on that series, which surprised me a little. I thought it would have been closer by now. That's surprising to me too, because Oklahoma has been a powerhouse for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, I know Texas has too, but I just think of like they were good in the 70s and then, yeah, you know, in the early 2000s, Oklahoma was winning national championships. So I don't know. That's surprising to me. Well, they only won one. But yeah. Anyway, OU does have the largest victory, um, 65 to 13 in 2003, but Texas leads the series. You should try saying Red River rivalry 10 times fast. You want me to say that? Go for it. You want me to try and say it 10 times fast? Five times fast. Go. Red River rivalry. 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 Very good. That was actually really impressive. Maybe. Okay, thank you. That was good. Um, okay. One more. OU's largest crowd, Oklahoma's largest crowd, was in 2016. Guess the crowd size and who they were playing. 82,000. Ohio State. It was Ohio State. Ooh. Good job, Laura. I said 82,000. It was um, a little bit bigger. 95,000. Well, because there's stadium in Nebraska, and Nebraska is like 90, 92. So it was 87,979. So, yeah, almost 88,000. Um, and Ohio State beat them 45 to 24 that game. Okay, this is like my last one, but it's, it's really more of like a funny thing. 
do you guys know who is um, rebuilding, kind of like doing some like construction work on their stadium and their patio? <laughs> Did you guys see the story where um, Texas is like putting in their patio and it's like the Longhorn um, patio or whatever? Have you guys seen what it looks like? No. Mm-mm. Okay, it's like, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> If I can say it on here, but it looks completely like the female reproductive system. Okay. Here, I'll send it to you guys. Oh my god! Oh my! <laughs> First word that comes to mind, like the ink blot test. The steam, the steam also does not add any kind of quality to this. <laughs> it's so oh bad, <laughs> and they just started on it like in November of 2019. So like nothing's finished yet and they're like maybe they'll see like realize what it looks like and fix it but i can't stop laughing (laughs) oh my gosh i know that's ridiculous unfortunate for them okay all right that's all my questions i do have a few jokes a few more just about the big 12 if anyone wants to hear them sure go for it oh please okay Where should I start? Just with the first one, Amy. One by one. Uh, there's just so many. There's uh, there's a really there's a really mean one, and I don't know how do you get an Iowa State cheerleader into your dorm room? Demolition crew. Grease her hips and push. <laughs> what do you get when you put thirty-two Mountaineers football players in one room? Two weddings. One family. Oh, that's good, too. (laughs) A full set of teeth. Why is the Kansas football team like a possum? They play dead. Because they're ugly and you don't want them in your yard? (laughs) Because they play dead at home and get killed on the road? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was halfway there. Yeah, you're, you're close. Okay, that's all I've got for today. Well, thank you, Amy. You're welcome for those. Very creative, Amy. All right. So we got a little trivia about the Big 12. Let's think about the Big 12 in a somewhat different view. We're sure many of our fans like us enjoyed The Office. And so we went through and put down a couple of our favorite or not favorite characters and then assigned them to a school. So I'll get things started. For Michael Scott, I don't love this one, but it's kind of the best I could think of. I put down Baylor. They're kind of lovable. They're kind of dopey. They have the ability to succeed. Um, Baylor has moments of absolute brilliance, kind of similar to Michael Scott, and then moments of just complete stupidity, like when they lost to Oklahoma after they were up by so much. And then (laughs) the other equivalent I drew was that stupid art smock (laughs) um, that the coach wore. And then I equated it to when Michael goes on date night and he has that like stupid hat that he puts on. So I kind of, I assigned them for the fashion role as well. I see where you're coming from, Laura, but I had Michael Scott assigned to a different school. Who? I had him as representing Texas because, like, they think they're in charge, but actually they're completely incompetent and they're, like, relying on everyone else to, like, keep things running in the Big 12. Okay. I understand your logic, but the reason that doesn't work is because everyone is really rooting for Michael down deep and no one is rooting for Texas down deep. (laughs) They're not lovable. Yes. So I get the logic. I follow it. Yes. But no. Okay. Well, I will concede that. Here's, Here's the new idea for Texas then. 
What about Texas's Kelly Kapoor? Because they like always have to be the center of attention. And and they're annoying. Yeah, they want everyone to like look at them all the time and they're trying to show off. I so Texas is like the easiest one, I feel like, because they have like very strong qualities. I put them as Angela because like they're very self-righteous. Anytime like they feel like things aren't going their way, the Texas like complains to the NCAA. And yeah. Angela's very much like okay. says things are wrong, but then like she does them herself. And I feel like that's very Texas. So I put her I actually put Texas as Angela. Okay. All right, I can that. Once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Laura simply because I get that Texas has to be the center of attention, but again, Kelly is still like a likable character, <laughs> and Texas is not. So yes, I think Texas should stay with Angela. Okay, but nice try, Megan. <laughs> I feel like this is one we're all gonna agree on. So I put I had to throw Creed in there because Creed is like one of the best characters. They just like pop in and say the most random things. Yes, I have Creed assigned to a school too. So I'm curious to see if it's the same one. So I assigned them to West Virginia because we're essentially like, what are you doing here? You make zero sense. Yes, yes. I actually for West Virginia, I had two options. I had Creed or Meredith. Um, West Virginia is pretty well known as a party school. And so I just feel like both of them definitely capture that West Virginia spirit in my mind. That's a good one. Yes. Good work, both of you. So I really struggled with Jim because Jim's like the most likable one. You know, there's not much wrong about him. And I was like, oh, I don't know if really a big 12 school lines up there. But in deference to Autumn and Luke, I did go ahead and select Oklahoma State. And the tie that I made is that if you watch The Office from the beginning, Jim has the, the worst hairstyle yes. and like ill-fitting clothes. And I feel like that's kind of Mike Gundy with like his man mullet. So I had to essentially assign Oklahoma State to Jim. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I don't disagree on that. So if Oklahoma State's Jim, by default, I had to make Oklahoma be Karen because... They're like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. There's kind of that like relationship there, but kind of that like animosity. And so they hate each other. We kind of hate Oklahoma, though we're not sure why. Nebraska kind of has like the familiarity with them. And we kind of went through a breakup with Oklahoma when we left the Big 12. So I put Karen as Oklahoma. Okay. I can agree with that. I I really struggled with Oklahoma. I couldn't think of a good character for them. So I'll agree with that one. I had a tie for Kansas. And I want to hear, Laura, what you had thought of for Kansas. But my tie is between Phyllis and Kevin. <laughs> That's exactly. Laura has Phyllis. I have Phyllis. And I think we have very similar reasoning here. No, Laura's reasoning is awful. Laura put for her reasoning, she put Kansas. I feel like everyone is big down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I chose it more because they're both like, they're they're slow. They're never going to be a threat in terms of like, physical coordination or athletic talent or anything like that it just sort of epitomizes not not their basketball program but definitely the football program so yes I agree Amy you assigned someone to Toby which I have a little bit of of a bone to pick with you okay I put Iowa State they're not really a threat but easy to hate is that not accurate I don't hate Iowa State that much okay I, I went a different direction with Iowa State I went almost the opposite direction. I chose Andy Bernard for Iowa State. Yes. First of all, for some reason, Matt Campbell reminds me of Andy Bernard. I think it's just like (laughs) his 
features resemble something about like his smile. I feel like Matt Campbell would be like horribly insulted by that comment. I don't know. Anyway, Iowa State, they don't quite fit in, but they're likable in the sense that they're trying really hard. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like we really need Colorado to be back in the Big 12 right now because Colorado, without a doubt, would be the Toby Flenderson. But the thing is, like, did we hate Toby or did just Michael hate Toby? Because I don't think Toby was, like, a super hated character on there like Angela or somebody like that was. You know what I mean? I think just Michael hated him. Yeah, but it's just kind of funny because, like, everybody hates them. It's just, like, by association, which I feel like that is Colorado. But I see your point. I see your point. My favorite part is, like, when he, like, knocks on the door and, like, opens it. Michael's like, oh, great. Can you go ahead and shut the door on your way out? <laughs> That's what I feel like with Colorado. It's like, go ahead. Just just shut the door. Go ahead and leave. <laughs> Do we not have anybody for Dwight, really? Well, I had someone for Dwight. Like, Loris was better once again. Of course, she's, like, watched The Office way more times than I have. She didn't have anybody for Dwight. I know, but I had Dwight Schrute for Oklahoma State. Hear me out. I feel like this is solely based on Mike Gundy's I'm a man rant. (laughs) I don't know. When I picture going into his office, like there's a deer head mounted to the wall. I can just see Mike Gundy hiding weapons around his office. He's kind of that Dwight Schrute living off the land sort of character. So that's why I was thinking of Dwight for Oklahoma State. But I do like Jim. Okay. I I actually, I can see that. That's a good one. We should leave it up to the listeners to either give us their feedback on our ones we picked or the ones we left out. So uh, did we have anyone for Pam? I did not. Because Pam would be essentially like Nebraska, but we're not in it. So Right, right. She's like a really great team. And I don't see any on this list. Okay. All our Big 12 listeners out there. (laughs) We're not insulting you. All right. Well, like I said, we'll, we left a few gaps in there. We weren't able to match up everybody perfectly. Um, but we, again, want to hear from our listeners. That includes you, Big 12 listeners. You can give us any comments or feedback on our Facebook or Instagram page. All right. Well, we will give a little bit of props to the Big 12 since it seems like we're hating on them a little bit here. We'll transition to football on fleek, um, which is actually the best trick play of 2019 from the Big 12. And Amy, what do you have? Okay. Well, Here's the thing. I had trouble narrowing it down. Um, There was a couple I liked. Um, I felt like people kind of picked on Oklahoma State a little bit this year. Um, Texas ran like a double reverse against them. And then like Oklahoma had a play against them. But what I settled on, because I didn't want to pick against Oklahoma State, is I had the Texas Sam Ellinger pass to Sam Cosme. Um, and that big boy running in against the West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, Ellinger like comes and he like fakes a handoff and then, um, he throws a lateral because it's a lineman. It's the left tackle. He had to throw it backwards. And then like, he just started running and he, he like ran as fast as he could. And then once he got in the end zone, he like totally just trucked the West Virginia player. It was really funny, but I liked that one just because you don't see a whole lot of, you know, left tackles that score touchdowns very often. So. I like that one. Yeah, I like it when the big guy gets a chance to run it in. And honestly, when I watched that one, he was moving pretty fast for a 300-pound lineman. Like, I I thought his speed was fairly impressive. He's probably faster than, like, Peyton Manning running it in. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and the guys blocking him, too, were, like, big boys. And, like, you could tell they were, like, the whole line was, like, super excited for this play. And they had practiced it because, like, they executed. And he, like, didn't just go a little bit lateral. He went, like, way behind to make sure that he was, like, eligible to catch it. And, like, he had, I think he, like, already kind of, like, started running forward when he caught it. And so he just, like, built up that momentum. And his blockers were, like, all excited and ready. And it was just, like, yeah, they were just big boys moving that whole, that whole play. It was funny. Have you noticed too that like whenever like the big guys score like they're they always jumping down and like their pants they have to like grab them to make sure they don't like fall down. Have you ever noticed that like always happens with like the big players and then they like kind of like jog off the field and the camera will pan to them right before break and they'll be like oxygen masks on them. Is that stereotypical or is that like how it always happens? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like you always see a butt like when a lineman scores. Well, you still see butts even when the other players score because the linemen are blocking still <laughs> and getting in there. I know, but it's like associated with them. Although I will say, who was it this year that, was it Joe Burrow that like mooned everybody running a... Yes, <laughs> he was like, there's a full moon tonight. So it can happen to the littler guys too. That's right. It can happen to anyone. Yes. It's not just the big boys. Tie those pants tight. Anyways, Megan, what's your pick? Well... That was my pick, so I'm going to go with my runner-up, my second choice, Um, and I hate to do this, so apologies in advance to all of the Oklahoma State listeners, some of whom may be family members. I am not picking this because Oklahoma scored on Oklahoma State on this play, but just because I like the trick play where the quarterback ends up catching the ball, and he's on the, the other end of the football, literally. Oklahoma ran the Philly special. Jalen Hurts tossed the ball to CeeDee Lamb, who then tossed it over to, um, I'm trying to remember his Basquin. name. Basquin. Basquin, yes, who then threw a pass to Jalen Hurts in the corner of the end zone, and they scored on that play. I was happy for Jalen to get that touchdown, but I was also happy for Basquin because they had run a similar trick play against Kansas State. And he threw a pass and it was intercepted by Kansas State. So this was kind of like redemption for him. So it was well executed. Props to them. Yeah. When I was researching, like, this the trick plays that went on in 2019, Oklahoma ran a lot of them. So Lincoln Riley is one wily little fox down there. Um, there was another one I saw where CeeDee Lamb had another reverse to Jalen Hurts and then Jalen Hurts threw it downfield. Hurts also caught a reverse pass in a game versus Kansas. And like in true Jalen Hurts fashion, it's a beautiful like uh, play and and he catches the ball just fine, but starts to run. And of course, almost fumbles it immediately, which was my biggest complaint with Hurts. He doesn't take care of the ball. Yes. Yes, we know. Anyways, my pick, um, I struggled between two. The favorite one, because it was against Iowa, is ISU. So Iowa State ran um, a trick play where essentially the halfback uh, received a pass. It happened right after they came out of the weather delay. Um, so I liked that, obviously. But my other pick was Texas versus Kansas State. Um, they ran the flea flicker from Ellinger to Colin Johnson. And when I was watching this one, what I forgot about was how Kansas State was up on Texas for a while. They were up 14 nothing um, until that play when Texas first scored. And I forgot that Kansas State actually held with them a little bit. Well, they beat Oklahoma. They, I feel like Kansas State is one of those just like screw you schools. Like they can play yeah. Kansas and it could be close and like they play down to like their level. They're just like one of those schools. They can be like not even good that year and they can knock off people. I, I just. Ugh. They're the Auburn of the Big 12. 
Yes, good. That is a really good reference, yeah. Well, our final segment is recapping the NFL draft from this last weekend. There were um, some highs. We had to wait for them quite a bit, and there were some lows. A few people didn't get drafted, but um, what are you guys thinking? I mean, Khalil Davis going to the Bucks. I know we were kind of like, oh, no, he's on Tom Brady's team, but I don't know. It could work out for him. I, I wasn't thinking that. My first, my first thought was when he went to the Bucks is that he's reunited I with, um, yeah, Megan said it, but I was just, I was just like, oh, he's reunited with Sue and Levante David and it's just like black shirt nation there. So, um, I'm excited to watch their defense play. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was excited and I'm glad that both of the brothers went cause that would be sad. Like if you went and your twin yeah. didn't or vice versa. So that was really cute how, um, like Khalil was like super excited when they, um, Carlos got drafted and he was like jumping up just like the whole family it was that was a cool scene and they did a couple little segments on him I thought that was fun I'm glad they had cameras on them because that was really cool how supportive they were yeah so that was exciting little bummed Lamar Jackson didn't get picked yeah, I was really bummed for him he was on the best available like cornerbacks left um, on that one guy's like list of the best available left on all Kuipers. yeah um for like I think since like the third or fourth round, not even kidding. Like he was on there forever. He was. And then like, like guys below him are going, I really thought when the Colts had those three picks in a row, I, I really thought he was going to get drafted. I was like, Oh, that'd be so cool. That Laura's team. And I then too. Oh, we were bummed. We had some random cornerback instead. I, I really was convinced. Like I had the video camera set up of like my face and like the TV. So I could like be all excited. I was so bummed. And then isn't that when they picked the UMass guy? Like who like what yeah. could he have done this year? Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. Super exciting. But the good news is it doesn't sound like in free agency he's already signed with the New York Jets, um, which is good. And what I think is a little like full circle is that's who Scott Frost played most of his career for. It was the Jets. Um and Scott played defense there too. So so I think that's kind of cool. He gets to go play there. We also forgot to mention Carlos Davis went to the Steelers, which shout out to our dad. My dad is a Steelers fan, so um, exciting for him. And then Darian Daniels was the last one we thought might go, um, but didn't. Good news is free agency. Looks like he signed with the 49ers, which is also could be a Super Bowl contender. They were the NFC champs last year. so Yep. Well, we were excited. We got a few Huskers during the draft and a few signed during free agency. Hopefully, again, everyone stays safe and healthy and we get to have football this fall. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.